RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Lloyd, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson. And it is preview and uh, predictions day here as we get ready to go into Valor 87 that goes down this Friday night, September the 3rd, from the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, we've got a pro-am card to cover today, of course, joined also by our panelists, Jeff Hobbs, the voice of Valor, and Greg Hopkins, the 170 champ. Guys, we've got uh, what appears to be uh, nine, potentially ten fights to get through here today. Uh, we've got one guy that's kind of floating around out there. Don't know if that fight's going to happen. We'll cover it when we get to it. But uh, I guess we'll just jump on in. Justin, if you want to set the table here for this uh, for this first bout, we'll uh, get to talking. All right, to get started, we're going to have a tag team BJJ match, 320-pound weight limit. Uh, father and son Dan and Dustin Garrett from D.C. Combat in Murphy, North Carolina, taking on Ray Hewlett and Elijah Gilbertson from KMA in Knoxville. So this one came together last minute uh, as things are apt to, to happen. Originally, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show as well, but originally it was supposed to be uh, Dustin Garrett against Zeke Bruninger, who was uh, an amateur teammate of Jake Lamb, who was supposed to fight Robbie Ring later in the card. Well, Jake Lamb, uh, he bitched out this week uh, just – really no reason at all just said he wasn't uh physically or emotionally or mentally ready to come down here and fight this week and this is a professional with three fights anyway uh so that in uh, de facto also kind of canceled out his amateur teammate zeke coming down from michigan so we shuffled the deck and now we've got tag team grappling and this should actually be pretty fun actually we've got uh Dustin and Dan Garrett, father-son combo. You know, we've seen both those guys in the cage in MMA action. Both of them uh, tend to want to wrestle. Um, and uh, so this will be cool, I think, for them to be able to do this together. And they're taking on the KMA team of uh, Rocket Ray Hewlett and uh, the Enigma, Elijah Gilberson. So this is a pretty fun little matchup, man. Uh, uh, I really don't know which way it'll go. I would imagine that the uh, the wrestling uh, and takedowns and, and kind of motor, if you will, will go to uh, the, the Garrett uh, family and, uh, you know, the, the submission acumen and, uh, you know, a potential uh, uh, finishers, if you will, may lean towards uh, the KMA guys. So uh, this would be an interesting one. Uh, again, this is a race to three subs or whoever has the most subs over nine minutes so uh what do you guys think about this one any any leans on this one uh jeff uh, we've done tag team uh grappling in the cage once before this will be our second time and i think this one may play out a little bit more competitively than the first time yeah man it's gonna be fun uh you know definitely and and you know something just out of the blue that was put together but when you see it you're like hey man this uh this could be a cool way to start the show uh, the Garrett boys, father and son, we've seen them. Was it Hydra Cup one? Uh, they tagged together. Um, no, no, they right? haven't done. No, they haven't. They haven't done it. This will be the first time doing tag team together. Really? Yeah. I could have swore it. That was the Sturdivant. Uh, oh, that's right. That was the Sturdivant. Yeah. Okay. That could be something down the road we do though. I come on, that's it right there. That's the match to make. The Sturdivant versus. <laughs> Uh, the Garrett's dude, look at us. We just made something sweet. Uh, man, it's gonna be fun. I, I mean, uh, I, I'm more intrigued by the the Hewlett and uh, Gilbertson uh, tag team match or the tag team uh, that that uh, duo comprises. Uh, how well will they work together? And uh, um, shit, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, this is what it is, and it's 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 supposed to be fun, and I imagine that's what this is gonna be. Um, if I got to lean one way or the other, um, I'm going uh, with the cohesiveness of the father and son, the uh, that bond that they have, the un, the, the unspoken uh, telepathic waves that they you know connect. I, I think they're going to be more of the uh, like the uh, Armstrongs. Yeah, the Heart Foundation killer bees like cohesiveness uh, of a tag team than when you just had two random guys thrown together to for a tag team for one night uh uh yeah definitely uh I, i'm gonna lean towards uh the experience of of uh 
of teamwork with the I like, and son. I liken them to Bullet Bob Armstrong and Brad Armstrong. Uh, yes. from the from the Smoky Mountain days, you know, I think that's uh, that's a good correlation. Uh, Greg Hopkins, well, was, uh, any take on this one? Well, I'm always all over Garrett, you know, because he's a wrestler, a big fan of wrestling. Uh, but however, you know, we had we've had. Um, I'm sorry, what's Garrett's dad's name? Dan. St- Dan. Yeah. Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett. Okay, gotcha. So. Um, so he's fought Elijah already, right? They've already yeah. had a fight, so yep. this is you know this is different. Um, I think because of the tag team aspect, uh, I, I got to go with the KMA side here with Elijah and uh, and Hewlett. I've got to go <clears throat> for the size difference. I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing Garrett's man. Uh, I'm seeing them do. I'm seeing them be able to throw them around. But when they've been tag team, I think that KMA's gonna have a plan. They've been through enough Hydra Cups. Everybody's been through the Hydra Cups. All these guys have competed on the Hydra Cup, uh, even if it wasn't, um, you know, tag team. So they've seen tag teams. They've seen, you know, how people can uh, can can uh, can you know methodically make it a chess match and be able to jump on somebody's back real quick. Uh, they've all seen that. So I'm anxious to see how this is gonna play out. But you know, I I, I think I gotta go Edge towards uh, you know somebody that's already got one win over the Garrett right there in KMA. Uh, Justin, your take on this one. No judges needed on this one, so you can uh, you give an opinion here. I, I, one thing that I hope is that some, eventually some of these tag teams kind of run with this shit, and we start getting like some matching vests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I could see uh, imagine like a and Logic Gilbertson and um, Anthony Cochran. I'll oh yeah, to get them to throw some flair in there, but. Um, this would be fun, man. I think both these teams have probably been prepping for, you know, this since they found out about it, probably, um, getting, put, getting in situations where they can, um, see where they can try to take advantage of things and whatnot. I'd say they've been practicing using the cage. So this would be a fun one. Um, you know, I think progressively as we move forward with these things, they're going to continue to get better and better as people uh, figure out new tricks and, and methods to, to utilize the tags and everything. So, um, I anticipate this one to be the uh, the highest level tag team event we've or match we've had so far. Well, I think that it, at the very least, it's the most probably well matched one because we've, we've got white and blues. Oh, we've got uh, you know uh, Ray's a blue belt, and then Elijah is a three type white belt, and uh, I believe the the the, um, the the Garretts are three stripe white belts. So it's kind of like last time I think we got, you know, one team kind of just got outclassed out there. Whereas this one I think should be a little bit more uh, competitive for sure. Let's move on to the next. Well, hold All on. right, next let's, up. Let's talk. Oh, hold on. What's up? What's up, uh, Jeff? We're going we're gonna to do, you know, uh, with what you were talking about, I think we need to get Gilbride and Gilbertson together as a tag team. Oh, wow. Then you'll get your outfit. You'll get your outfit <laughs> coordination. The Gilbride Gilbertson deal. There's yeah. a cool name in there somewhere. I guarantee you they'll wear match, matching outfits. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, what we got? Uh, what we got second, uh, Justin? All right. Next up, we have middleweights, MMA, 185 pounds. George Lomos debut out of UFC gym in Murfreesboro, taking on Nate Caldera debut out of KMA in Knoxville. So this is the one fight that I've got the least amount of information for you guys on is their is their debuts. You know, uh, George Lomas, uh, 34 years old, uh, five five, uh, coming out of that UFC gym in Murfreesboro. With this being a middleweight fight, him being five five, I have to imagine he's going to be a, a compact uh, a compact uh, individual. You know, coming out here to fight uh, doesn't list a whole lot of you know accolades or background. I believe he's kind of a brawler. Uh, taking on the de- uh, the debutante from KMAA uh, and uh, Nate Caldera, and uh, he's six foot two. So we're gonna have a seven inch height. Ad- I'm sorry, nine inch height advantage for Caldera. These guys are gonna definitely be uh, have, have different uh, statures. He's a white belt over there at KMAA, and uh, you know what I've heard, he's just uh, kind of uh, you know uh, an athletic young buck that uh, or not maybe he's 29 he's not super young um, but uh, you know just get started it's, it's really hard to say what you'll what you'll get with these guys uh, any speculation on this one Greg at all or uh, this is kind of just hard to really kind of hard to peg Greg sorry I had myself muted. what was Lomas's background again he doesn't really have one it looks like he's just a, kind of a brawler street fighter type but he does train with the ufc gym murfreesboro so he's over there with like cody stewart and, and those dudes i can see a possible quick 
finish for Llamas, but I don't know what the, the record. Are they both debuts, right here, guys. Yeah, they're both debuts. There's, this is the one fight that I just don't have a whole lot of background on. And on our little questionnaire thing, Lomas didn't really list any sort of you know credentials as far as background in wrestling or or anything along those lines. And Caldera didn't really either, but he is a white belt. He is a white belt, and BJJ doesn't list any prior wrestling experience or anything like that. Okay, I. How tall is uh, how, okay? How tall is Lomas? I know you said Caldera. Five, like six, six yeah, eight. five 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 for Lomas, six two for Caldera. I'm gonna have to go with Nate Caldera with that reach advantage. I think that that Lomas can come out and be you know be a fireball spark plug at the beginning. He can catch Nate early and put him out of there. But if Lomas uh, if Lomas can't do that, I think Caldera is gonna be able to weather the storm and keep him at bay and uh, probably finish with a submission in there somewhere along the line. Jeff, your thoughts? I don't have any, and since we're not really yeah. necessarily yeah, yeah, I mean it's really hard to say much on this. You find out after we yeah. got any thoughts. Since we're not kind of uh, doing a typical pick show, uh, you know, I'll just uh, reserve any thoughts until uh, after the, you know, after the fight, uh, because I just like I said, don't have anything on, on anybody. I'm definitely interested as hell as seeing a five five one eighty fiver. No doubt, um, no doubt. I I, I got to see uh, how that's built. Um, <laughs> That's just a couple inches taller than old Q. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and standing across from a six-two guy, so it's it's uh, it'll be a visually uh, you know a show, uh, <laughs> it, it visually interesting for the crowd. Yeah. What's up next? Who's guys? walking out first? Uh, looks like the UFC guy will walk out first, so uh, Lomas will walk out first. So the five-five guys walk. Yeah. Out first. Yeah. Oh, that, that's going to be good then when the second guy walks out and they see that that dude's 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> we What's need to make next? sure whoever whoever the referee is brings them both to the center and tells them the rules real quick so, so everybody oh, can get a good know, visual. Chris of them. Bring, you know Chris is bringing them both to the center. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have lightweights or light heavyweights, 205-pound MMA, Taylor Burton, 0-2 out of Somerset Martial Arts in Somerset, Kentucky. Taking on Darren Hastings, three and three, KMA in Knoxville. So we just saw these guys uh, grapple last show. Uh, we went to a stalemate, from what I regard, from what I recall. Both guys had their moments. Now they're actually going to fight. But there's some familiarity with these guys now, where they've been in the cage with each other for ten minutes. Very respectful, both of these dudes. Uh, Taylor Burton trained with Ian Lawler there in Somerset, Somerset uh, Martial Arts. And uh, he is a blue belt uh, in BJJ. Uh, we'll give up some height and reach, however, to the ultimate adjudicator, uh, the hammer of justice, if you will, Darren Hastings, also a blue belt. So we've got battling blue belts here. Uh, Taylor Burton has fought most of his fights as a heavyweight. Um, so this fight, he'll be he'll be coming down to something that's more suited for him physically, I think, as he's fought some big dudes. Uh, Darren, on the other hand, has fought as low as 170, maybe even a hair below that, if I can recall. He might have done a catch weight. So uh, he has kind of bulked back up since then. Uh, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Darren coming off of a win last time out uh, against Drew Chornahus to even his record at three and three. But Darren also 49 years old, you know, so this is just a really interesting fight. Both guys very respectful of each other. You can tell these guys both have uh, have have a lot of uh, admiration for the other one. So I think we'll get a good, clean fight. But, but both guys looking for looking hard for that win too. Uh, we'll go, uh, Jeff. You got uh, anything on this? Yeah, I mean, really, all I got is uh, you know looking back at their their grappling match with each other. I, I remember watching it with you, Tim, and uh, Kside, and it was traditional grappling, correct? Right. Yeah. No slapping. Right. There there were no strikes, and I remember at that time, you know, just Darren finding him in positions where we said, man. If this were combat jujitsu, it would probably have been over um, because he was in some just definitely uh, control type top mount uh, positions. And, uh, you know, had this been either grab uh, slap grappling or or an actual MMA fight and he would have been able to mix in uh, some striking and ground and pound. Um, I, I think uh, that would have been a shorter fight, uh, a shorter match than what it was. So I'm just going to lean towards uh that they're going to find themselves in similar positions, but with the added element of striking now, um, you know, it, it could definitely lean uh, Darren's way uh, once again. Greg? Yeah, everything that Hobbs said, I, 
I think what you tell the striking in there right here with Taylor Burden, uh, if he's able to get if it, if he's able to go to the ground and Darren Hayes is able to get on him and impose his will, I think you can see uh, a, a referee stoppage right here uh, for Darren Hastings. But if there's any way, shape, or form Taylor's able to get him up against the cage and use his body weight against him, I think that uh, you know Taylor's got a you know 75% chance of winning this fight right here. I'm gonna have to go with Taylor Burton. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah, this, I, I like that actually. I, I you know, I, I think Taylor's kind of built in a way that if he is able to use, uh, you know, his body weight and his size to kind of, you know, lean on Darren, maybe kind of zap him out a little bit. Uh, you know, that that would definitely be a good uh, a good avenue to victory. Uh, Justin, what's up next? Bout number four, we have lightweights, 155 pounds. Paul Ochino, one and five, independent out of Knoxville, Tennessee, taking on Trip Hallman, two and one, also independent out of Knoxville, Tennessee. This is like your guilty pleasure on the car. This one will be good. Uh, so, so we've seen Trip Hallman, you know, a few times now. He's buddies with uh, with Caleb Holt, one of our camera operators. And uh, shout out to Caleb. He's got COVID this week. He won't be there this week. So hopefully he's on the mend and didn't give it to us when we were all together a couple weeks back. So uh, anyway, uh, Trip though, uh, he's an independent. He uh, he trains here with some buddies uh, in, here in Knoxville, and he stays. He's a fit guy. Uh, you know, he comes in shape uh, and brings a real nice crowd with him. You know, last time out, kind of out of nowhere, we, uh, Hobbs announced Trip Hallman, and they just blew up in there. Uh, he came out with a win that night over uh, over Drew Tornahus's buddy, Mark Wilson, the police officer from Charlotte. And that was actually a pretty fun little fight. Uh, Trip, 38 years old. Um, he is uh, uh, two and one going into this one and uh, two in a row, though. He lost his debut and he's won two in a row. Uh, he's going to be taking on a guy we haven't seen in a long time, and that's Paul Chino. Man, I'll tell you what, Paul Chino, five foot ten, twenty eight years old, independent fighter uh, out of Knoxville. This kid was around fighting back when I was just getting in the business. At that time, he was like just turned eighteen years old. Um, always a scrapper, man. He'll come in shape. Um, he's obviously got some. Uh, traditional martial arts in his background, uh, as you'll see a lot of kicks, a lot of, uh, you know, traditional spinning kicks and things like that. He's typically gotten in trouble on the ground as he's one in five with many of his losses coming by way of submission. Uh, but uh, certainly very, uh, very dangerous with with the striking. It's very unorthodox. He'll, like I said, he'll come in shape. And so this may not be the most technical fight you've ever seen, but it definitely has potential to be one of the more fun fights of the night for sure. Uh, Jeff, anything on this one? Uh, not necessarily, man. I, I'm not as familiar with Ochino uh, as probably some of you other guys are. So all I can really vouch for is how exciting, you know, uh, I know Trip Hallman is and, and what kind of crowd I know he's going to bring. Right. Again, again, absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, you get so uh, programmed uh, that when you call out independent from whatever city, uh, there's usually crickets. Right. And uh, in this instance, uh, you say independent from Knoxville, Tennessee, and all of a sudden the place erupts. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And so I imagine uh, he's going to come back strong. So, uh, you know, I'm interested. But like I said, I, I really don't have the background on Ochino um, like, like maybe I, I should or, or wish I did. Uh, that you guys do, but it sounds like it's going to be a hell of a fight and a fun fight and uh, definitely one that could probably come close to stealing the damn show. Yes. Um, if, if, if Ochino can, can bring it and make it uh, just a fan friendly uh, spectacle, man. Greg. All right, Tim, he said, this guy has been around. Ochino has been around since you just started in the game. How long have you been in the game? Tim? Right about, right about 10 years. So yeah, he was, he was just 18 when I was starting out and he was just making his debut. Now that said, he's not fought and probably, Oh Lord. I mean, we're, I would imagine I have to look at his topology, but it's been four or five years since he's fought. He's been a long time. He's one of these guys that he's a gypsy of sorts. He'll dip off. He'll leave, he'll leave the town for a few years and he'll be back and then he'll be gone and he'll be back, you know? So it's, it's hard to say what's, what's going on with him. I think he has a lot of transportation issues. Okay. Well, that was my next question. How long was his, how long has been his last fight? I love the name of Chino, but like we said about Trip Hallman, you know, being independent, having that crowd there behind him. Uh, you got to think that pop he got last time is a really kind of, you know, I mean, I can say, you say you wanted the fighter, 
the pop you get when you come out, when you got fans cheering for you, man, it gives you that. It gives you energy, especially from your hometown. Where is Ochino from? He's from Knoxville as well. They're both they're both from Knoxville. All right, so we got two hometown boys going at it right here. So, huh? I got you know you got the favoritism uh, on Trip Palmer with the family, you know, being there at home and Paul Gino being the gypsy. You know, he's not. He, and I gotta go with Trip Hallman, but I'm definitely excited for this. And I'm gonna go with Trip Hallman. I just think, you know, Paul taking four years off. I just think he's not as committed as Trip Hallman might be right now. So I gotta go with the guy that I uh, that I've been seeing more consistent. Justin, you remember Paul Uchino? Justin, you muted. Yeah, I, I do, man. He was definitely fighting uh, around the time I was competing. It's been a long time. Yeah, it, uh, I'm I'm curious to see what he what he looks like coming out here for sure. All right, on to the next. All right, next up, uh, bout number five, Bantamweight's 135 pounds. Brent Williams, 2-2 two and two out of Jimmo in Gastonia, taking on Dylan Smith, 2-0 and o out of KMA in Knoxville. All right, so this is our last amateur fight before we get into the pros. And uh, so we've been seeing uh, Dylan, Smith, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Smith quite a bit. He's definitely a solid grappler there out of the KMAA camp, 24 years old. Last time out, he, he got a submission win over Dustin Garrett in the first round. Um, and then before that, uh, he submitted a national MMA guy, Pearson Flynn, uh, in, in a really good fight. So undefeated, 2-0 coming into this. He's a blue belt and definitely wants to grapple. Typically has a pretty good crowd there. Uh, he's a, I want to say he's a, he's a nurse and has a lot of uh, his medical uh, staff uh, cohorts there uh, supporting him. He is on the quick turnaround. He just fought uh, like a month ago. And he is going to take on uh, a first-timer for us, Brent Williams, uh, out of that Jimbo team over in Gastonia, North Carolina. So, you know, he's going to be tough. Only 20 years old, 5'10". Uh, he's got Chase Gamble coming out here to corner him, it looks like. Two and two is an amateur. Also a blue belt, so two blue belts, but he's also has some striking experience, guys. Uh, two and two in MMA, but two and O kickboxing, four and one in uh, regular amateur boxing. So at 20 years old, that's a lot of fighting experience. He's been busy at it, and uh, he just had a kickboxing win about two weeks ago, coming in here with a lot of confidence. Uh, Greg, any thoughts here? So you said Dylan just just coming off of a uh, Dylan submitted. No, no, no. Dylan submitted Dustin Garrett just a month ago on uh, on on uh, the Cotton Eye Joe show. He, it was a they had a good scramble for about forty five seconds to a minute. Then he got him in a rear naked. Uh-huh. I remember that now, Brent, but Brent Williams. Did you say he just uh, he won a kickboxing tournament. Yeah, he just won a kickboxing tournament. Yeah, Brent Williams just won a kickboxing tournament on Myrtle Beach. So, so definitely going to be a yin yang matchup, man. I got to go with Dylan Smith, man. I think that the uh, I think that the uh, you know just the, the the ground game of Dylan Smith is going to be able to overcome any kind of at bay, if you will, from Brent Williams and try to hold him off and not be able to connect. But I think that Dylan's probably got the chin to withstand a few a few shots from uh, Brent Williams. Just depends on how accurate he is. Uh, he could he could be a lot more accurate than I think and a lot more crisp than I think. But uh, I think that the, the the chin of Dylan Smith will get him uh, get him to the ground and uh, maybe be able to finish it. You know, in the second round us. Uh, had to get a rear naked on Brent Williams. Okay, Jeff. Uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty good fight, man. Um, uh, two good gyms, two great, uh, you know, camps to be coming out of. Um, so, you know, it's got that going for it. And uh, the thing I'm looking at is with both these guys, two and two record out of Jimmo, you know, again, great gym. And then two and oh, uh, at a KMAA at this weight class is I look at some of these fights like this and, you know, without even really caring or thinking who the winner might be is thinking about future matchups. And just with that weight class right now with, you know, we already know Quentin Sims, who's active, uh, newcomer Nick King, uh, a lot of guys at, at that weight right now that could make for some really nice uh, <laughs> future for matchups, sure. but which, which with ever, whichever one of these guys wins or loses, you know, um, you know, still that there's, there's enough that, that weight class is getting exciting enough and deep enough that uh, no matter what end of this uh, bout you come out of, um, there's just some really exciting future, future bouts ahead. But I agree with uh, everything Greg said when it came to Dylan Smith. I think at the end of the day, when the smoke clears, uh, Dylan's going to come out ahead in this one. And uh, I don't know, man. I think a, I think a sneaky submission might be uh, in his back for that night. All right, let's move on to the pro fights, Justin. 
All right, first pro fight of the night. We have featherweights, 145 pounds. Matt McKinney making his pro debut. He's an independent fighter out of Coleman, Alabama, taking on Robbie Ring, 2-0, and out of Ring Combat Sports in Whistle, Virginia. All right, so this is one that came together late. Uh, originally, as we talked about earlier in the show, Robbie Ring was to take on Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb uh, fell out this week with some bullshit. Robbie Ring originally set to fight at 135 in that fight. Now, with the short notice, uh, he'll be moving up to 145 to fight uh, Matthew McKinney. So, so Ring, of course, 2-0 uh, as a pro, young prodigy. He's never lost. I don't think he's lost as an amateur either. Uh, trains at his uh, at his parents' uh, uh, facility there, Ring Combat Sports in Whitfield, Virginia. So they've got a real real good gym up there with lots of lots of solid fighters. For him to uh, to sharpen his tools with now, Robbie is uh, last time we saw him, uh, he he ran through Drew Henry in his Valor debut. So uh, we'll see if McKinney can give him a stiffer challenge. Ring only twenty one years old still, so he's a young bug. Uh, you know, uh, seven and zero as I said as uh, as an amateur, so as is not to not hasn't lost at all yet. Uh, former champion in some other organizations as well. So rings rings a total package. He's he's very solid. Uh, Matthew McKinney, on the other hand, 34 years old, five foot nine, independently uh, training in Coleman, Alabama. He is a guy that uh, he he fought. A, man, it has been like 10 plus years since he has fought. He he has actually fought some some pretty decent guys. He fought Steve Garcia as an amateur. If y'all UFC guy and Steve Garcia, um, he's fought some tough guys as an amateur. But then he took like a decade off. And he's just looking to get back into it now. Now he's been in my inbox a lot. I think he had like a bad, a bad breakup that had that kind of like um, maybe that relationship had taken him away from the sport. So he's ready to kind of dive back in head first. We talked to him actually about fighting uh, for us on the underground show um, against uh, Sam Gertz and some some other things, uh, honestly. But then like he dipped out on me and he was gone for a long time and then. Um, and then apparently, like maybe his ex had hacked his phone or something, and I maybe believe him on that one because he's been pretty easy to communicate with since. Oh, Props to him. Yeah, this is that guy. Yeah. So, so to his to his credit, he showed up in Chattanooga ready to be a backup, more or less. He brought his gear. He was ready to be a backup, step in if anybody didn't fight that night. And so I met him face to face that night, and he's definitely eager to fight. Uh, he's going to want to strike for sure. Uh, and uh, we'll just see if the if this time off is is going to treat him right going in there with a guy uh, like Robbie Ring. Props to him all the same stepping up on very short notice. We had to really hustle through medicals uh, this week to get him licensed, but we made it happen. And, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, also, we're up a weight class for Robbie Ring from 35 to 45, so that may make a difference. Uh, Jeff, we'll go to you first. Oh, man, I don't know if you should go to me first. <laughs> now, that now that I remember the stress this guy put us through, right. uh, you know, for a little while. But, uh, uh, man, I don't know. Like you said, Robbie Ring is uh, he's a little phenom. But, I mean, damn, we got the, the young up-and-comer, young buck, against some straight-up man strength. So maybe, we, you know, a little equalizer, uh, you know, in, in this bout. But... Man, there's just something to be said for the kid who is uh, deep in the mix, man. He's living the lifestyle. Um, he is he is living in the moment right now. And, you know, McKinney is trying to relive a moment, uh, like you said, you know, uh, coming back after so long of never really having any uh, formal competition. Um, so... You know, while McKinney may have that man strength and and uh, some just hard nosed determination, uh, Ring right now is is a hundred percent invested in and in living that life. Um, and so I, I, you know, I gotta I got I, I gotta lean towards the the young buck in this one. But uh, man, McKinney, I mean, he's in shape, man. He, he's he's uh, you know, remembering back when we were looking at him for that underground show. I mean, he. Uh, He's no schlub, man. He, he, he's not some just out of shape uh, dude sitting on the couch. You, you can see, you know, works out, lifts, and is in, you know, fairly good shape. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely interested now to see this guy in action after, you know, the little bit that we tried to work with him a, a while back. But uh, I just think right now is, is Robbie Ring's moment. And 
And I'm just going to make sure before I got to practice. You said it with Ville, right? With with Ville, with Ville, yeah. Just like if it was W I T H with Ville, exactly. His, uh, yeah, because boy, his people let me know that I messed that up. They're um, they're proud of their town. They sure are. They didn't want to talk about the win, the victory, the their son, nothing. It was by God, it's with Ville. Get yeah. it so asshole, I'll fix it this. I'll fix it this time, <laughs> Ring family. Uh, Greg. Uh, let's see here. I I gotta go with the ring on this one right here. We just with the hiatus of ten years. I mean, I know what it's like coming off of a bad breakup and you know being with a crazy one that'll it'll do some stupid shit to you and mess you up in the head. But this might be exactly what that man needs just to get back in that cage and let loose of some of that frustration. Only fucking issue is is against ring man. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I, I mean. That dude right there, he's not just going to let you go out there and just throw that frustration out. He's going to be popping you in the jaw with his jab, trying to take you down to the ground and just work you. Uh, uh, don't don't know how technical this fight will be. It might be a, a barn burner for the first round, but I don't know that it comes out of the first round right here. I got to go with Ring. Um, entertaining as hell for the first few. I hope, it gets, I hope we get at least two rounds out of this one. I hope yeah, me too. I felt like last time against Drew Henry, Drew Henry was kind of fighting scared in there. So I, I don't think that McKinney will fight scared at the very nope. least. Nope. No, that's what I'm excited about. That's, I mean, he may open himself up and you know just be vulnerable to that knockout that's right down the pipe. But yeah, but, but you know what do I know? He could you know he could end up throwing a haymaker. He could pack everything that he's had in the last ten years into one punch, and you know, and, and ring may just come out a young buck learning. Uh, we don't know, but I, I have to I have to go with the ring on it. Well, I'll tell you, we're thinking back to my conversations with McKinney back when we were talking to him for Nashville. He claims that they used to call him the Gracie Killer. Take that for what you take that for what you will. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That remains to be seen. Uh, what's up next, Justin? It's a wild one. Next up, we have the uh, one and only female fight of the night: bantamweight, to 135 pounds, Hannah Ellswick, 0 and 2 out of Team Advantage. In Princeton, West Virginia, taking on Taylor Turner, four and seven out of KMA in Knoxville. All right, so we know both these ladies well. You know, it's been a moment since we've seen Taylor Turner in the Valor Cage, uh, off to Bellator there for a stint, and uh, so now she's uh, returning back to fight locally. Um, you know, uh, the wife of co-owner and KMA uh, uh, head coach. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. They they are the owners of Valor, but he's the and and they're also the owners of KMA. So you know she's she's kind of like the queen over there and uh, just a sweetheart as always to work with uh, Miss Taylor Turner. But also very skilled in the cage. Let's not take anything away from her. You know she's tall and rangy. Uh, this fight's going to be at 135, so she'll have that height and reach advantage. Um, that said, um, also the level of competition that she's fought has been just very very high here over the last few years. Uh, taking nothing away from Hannah Ellswick, though Hannah Rosario, whichever it may be, uh, she is uh, she's also fought very tough girls. Her entire career has been against very tough girls, including training partners of Taylor Turner from KMA. As of late, she went the distance with Morgan Hickam last time out and actually had a pretty nice accounting for herself. I thought dropped Morgan in the first round. Uh, there's one thing about her is that she she doesn't really back down like for better or worse she's going to come forward she's going to be tough and she's going to throw so uh, we'll see where this fight ends up I think if it goes to the ground then you know the length of Taylor is going to be uh, you know a, a problem but uh, on the feet uh, you know we'll we'll see uh, Hannah has shown some some cracking power here as of late on the feet so uh, I'm excited for this I'm excited for both these ladies to throw down we'll go to Greg first. All right, yeah, I believe last time we did see Taylor was uh, Chattanooga, uh, which was you know coming up on almost a year ago. It's been a while since yeah. had that uh, since she got the fight last. And uh, well, well, on the flip of things, Hannah has been consecutively active and staying active. And um, to say, I guess I got to give her credit where credit's due, man. You know, Morgan, she stayed in there and did did a lot more than I thought she would, and stayed in there all three rounds. Gave it hell. She fought. You know, I think two or three girls now, two, two, two or three girls now, I'm not sure, I think. But, you know, I believe the KMA has got it figured out. You know, she's lost all of her fights to him. I think they've got her figured out. However, you know, Ricker, uh, uh, Morgan, and Taylor are all different fighters. Uh, yes, Taylor very, very. Yeah, Taylor doesn't possess a whole lot of power. Uh, Taylor is one of the sweetest girls you've ever met. Hannah, not so much sweet. You can't play that <laughs> card, but she's not. But she's not. 
Um, I think this is a hell of a matchup. I think that, and I'm, I'm just being, uh, I'm being keeping it real. I think that you know, two years ago, I think that Taylor Turner would have uh, would have finished Hannah um, easily uh, with what we've seen Hannah come back with over the course of the last, uh, I'd say, I'd say eight months to the year. Uh, it's head and shoulders above what she used to be, and I'm still, I'm still saying I'm not sure who wins this fight, but I know that Hannah has got that bad taste in her mouth, not just for losing, but for KMA right now. Man. I mean, they did basically just, just beat her up. So uh, she's got to get that one win. Will it be here? I'm not sure. This one right here is a coin flip. I'm not going to give you an analysis here. And a, and a pick. I, I mean, I, I give you analysis. I'm not going to give you a pick. Right. Because this was everything. I don't know. It's going to end. If Hannah decides to uh, try to take it to the ground, I think that she's going to be in trouble with Taylor, uh, with the with the with the lanky limbs that Taylor's got, the fishy submissions that she's always going for. She's got a, a good deal of arsenal on the ground where I think that Hannah struggles, and I think that not not struggles, but you know, of blocking uh, a chain chain of submissions coming through from Miss Turner, I think that uh, I think Hannah's going to struggle with that. If it stays on the feet. And Hannah's able to keep her away and out of the clinch and off of the cage. Hannah can piece her, piece her up and, and keep uh, and keep it a live fight and, uh, and be a live dog in this. And but the favorite favorite's going to be Taylor here. Yeah, I got to say that uh, if anything, that I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there that want this, uh, want that initial pro date pro win more than Hannah at this point. She seems like, yeah. and credit to her, you know, she's taken. A, a lot of losses, but like if you follow her social media and stuff, oh. she never stops training. She she trains uh. consistently. So uh, I'm I'm actually this is kind of a low key sleeper fight for me, uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, Hannah's a fighter's fighter. I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, she's a, she's a dog, man. Um, but you know, for me personally, I'm you know I'm like Greg, man. It's hard to sit and put a decision or. A, a prediction on the fight you know for me it's just one of those things where you know everybody has said it but we're not saying it just blowing smoke you know when taylor turner's in the building that infectious smile and that just human nature that she has it's just always <laughs> yeah. it, you know what i'm saying it's it's a fun night man and it's always just she's mm-hmm. somebody you look when you walk through the building you genuinely you know, you say hi to a lot of people and you give people dabs and, and, and hugs. But when you see Taylor Turner and she smiles at you, um, you know, it just makes you feel better about the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you feel better. She's just, you know, she's a wonderful girl. But, you know, what we didn't uh, touch on and everything you guys said was true. And I, like I said, Hannah's a dog, man. She is a fighter. She is scrappy as hell. And she's going to come to fight. But Taylor, you know, with this fight has really directed – uh, a lot of her efforts towards what I think it was like a boys and girls club or some sort of oh, organization okay. there in Knoxville, um, where, you know, she's been doing uh, collecting donations from people in town to use those donations to buy tickets for, um, you know, youth in the youth in the area um, to come, you know, do something positive and watch the fight and watch her. Um so there's going to, you know, she's got a lot um, on her on her back and shoulders, I think, on this one. A lot she wants to show uh, maybe some of these kids in town that that she is worked really hard to try to get at the show um, as, as a reward or, or gift. So, you know, with with that being her mindset and her mission and her goal is to show a, a positive uh, role model and, and outcome and things like that, man, I think she's going to um, – I think she's going to give it hell Friday night and, and she's not going to be okay with just putting on a, a, a good show and, and being happy and, and smiling afterwards that she got to compete. I think she's, she's looking to put on a performance, um, you know, for these these kids that she's helped get tickets to come to the show. And so uh, I'm leaning uh, towards a, a, a slick savvy submission from uh, Taylor. I think her height, it's going to be something, you know, with, with her legs, she's going to wrap those legs around, uh, you know, in a triangle, uh, you know, something of the sort. She's going to, I think she's pulling it out of sneaky sub in this one. I like that take. I like that take for sure. It's something I didn't consider. Uh, what we got up next feature about maybe, uh, Justin. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I guess I'll let you talk about this one. Pat Crumpton, two and one out of Nashville MMA in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, supposed to take on Robert McCann, one and one out of Bullman's at lightweight. So as of Tuesday was the last time that I've heard 
or no, I'm sorry, Monday was the last time that I heard from McCann. Uh, he did not uh, send in his music or his um, his questionnaire. And so the Spidey sense got the tingling and uh, he's in the wind as of right now. No, no word from Robert McCann. I hope this fight goes down because it actually is a really good fight. Uh, but at this point, I'm less than hopeful that uh, that we get there because uh, this is typically a really bad morning sign on fight week when guys go ghost. Um, anyway, uh, we'll kind of talk about it anyway. Uh, you know, McCann out of Bullman's uh, in Knoxville. Uh, last time out, we saw him in a uh, hard-fought loss to Alex Riggs, but it was a really fan-friendly fight. Those guys were all over the place. There's lots of uh, transitions and scrambles and uh, trading uh, back and forth, and eventually Riggs got the submission. Uh, former, uh, I believe former Marine is McCann, uh, had moved out to California and did his pro debut out there, then came back over here. Uh, of course, Pat Crumpton out of National MMA, we saw him at the Underground last time out with a win over Pat DeLeon, looked really good. Two and one is his record coming in, and a protege of uh, the one and only uh, Ben Benjamin Willis uh, Sargent, who uh, may make an appearance this weekend, I hear, if uh, Pat gets to fight. Hopefully he does. Uh, Pat's a grinder, you know, really good wrestling, solid striking, just all around. When I look at his uh, bio here, it's shocking to see he, he only started training to wrestle when he started training MMA. You would that's a surprise to me. As well as he wrestles, I would have thought that he definitely had an extensive wrestling background. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this fight happens, guys. I It was one of my favorite fights on the card. But uh, being real with you all, I have uh, less than, uh, in my opinion, it's less than 50% at this point. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, uh, any thoughts? All, all my thoughts are focused on the fact that this dude may not show up. That's right. Uh, this is a hell of a fight to lose, man. This is good. I just, it blows my mind because that dude had support. Yeah. I mean, when he yeah. fought Alex Riggs, that place was back and forth. It was like a European soccer match. <laughs> two battling crowds, you know, two battling crowds that didn't shut up the whole fight. Uh, they stayed active. I, you know, I just don't know how you, uh, what's going on with him that, that he might book a fight and not fulfill it. Um, I mean, look, let's go through. You talk about Spidey senses. Let's let's go let's go backwards and go through all the telltale signs that could have been there. Has he been socially social media active? And did he in the did he in the lead up to this week or prior to this week? Was he no? That was a, that was a big warning sign, and typically he would tell you the truth. I didn't really look to check on it till like till he dipped, and uh, up until that point, I, I hadn't really thought about it. But then when he stopped replying, I started looking back, and he's not even mentioned one time that he's fighting. That said, we do we have gone back and forth in Messenger because he had to get me some new blood work, in, which he did get me in time. It's all very very bizarre. That is uh, that that's wild, man. Uh, it's gonna be a shitty, shitty bout to lose, man. Cause that's it's a good, uh, be a good fun, fun fight. Cause I mean he's he's tough as hell. He, he's game as hell, and we know Crumpton is uh, just a charge forward, like you said, just a grinding wrestler. Gonna you know really push the pace. Um, I, I don't know, man. I was excited to see. I was excited. I was honestly excited that that Crumpton you know, was getting away from Nashville and traveling right. too and going to Knoxville to, to be on the Valor show instead of, you know, maybe just sitting back on his laurels and saying, Hey, I'll wait for the next thing to come to my city. Right. I was really excited that, that he was getting away from Nashville and going to travel. Um, and I was excited to see how he did at, at, at an away game. So man, uh, it's going to be shitty, man. Uh, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, fuck, I mean, it's, it's crap. It's crap, man. It's crap, man. Uh, Greg, uh, one question is Robert McCann have any children? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I know he posted about his cat being real sick yesterday. Okay. So he may have went to jail for animal abuse or neglect. So he might be in jail. It may not just be a ghost on you. So let's right. not throw that out. He may just be in jail. We can get him back some other time. But like you said, I don't want to go over this. I thought that's probably not going to happen to sit here and give an ounce on it. So, yeah. but, you know, I wish I wish it was on. Let's I just move on. Hopefully he's not in jail. Hopefully everything. Hopefully he shows up tomorrow and decides to weigh in. Co-main event. We've uh, gotten calls from jail before, though, haven't we? Yeah, we, we have. That's Jim, true. We've gotten calls from jail. I mean, we have. We, we accept Greg? calls. Yeah, from I know we have. I'm 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 calling <laughs> from jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, between the uh, commentary, cut men, and everything else, yeah. I think we've all. Uh, Everything. Uh, Jack of all traits. <laughs> That's right, baby. 
All right, next up we have the co-main event, lightweight 155, Alex Rigg, 2-2 two and two from Shield Systems in Knoxville, Tennessee, taking on Dan Bailey, 1-0 and o out of KMA in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm pretty stoked for this one. Uh, man, both these guys are solid. Both camps are solid. We got KMA versus Shield Systems in this one. You don't see that very often. And, uh, you know, Dan Bailey coming into this one is uh, he is 1-0 or 2-0. and Hold on just a second. He is 1-0. So, yeah, he's 1-0. No, he's one of the, he, he was, his last fight never happened. Yeah, he the beat, guy, yeah, he the guy Carter. goes. Yeah, he beat Carter as his final amateur fight. And then he right. Fight. My bad. I, I forgot that. Yeah, my bad. So, so Dan was 5-1 and one as an amateur. Uh, Valor 155, uh, amateur champ uh, uh, with, with a win over Carter Beekman. He went pro, won his first fight against a fellow from Baltimore. Gosh, his name escapes me right off, but he was super tall. He was like, it was a huge high uh, disadvantage. And he, and he got him out of there. Then he was supposed to fight against um oh man he was supposed to fight um against Corey delaney who we're going to talk about in the main event but but then dan pulled out of that one with an injury so this is actually only his second pro fight uh blue belt out of kma uh, a former uh, former marine if, if i'm not mistaken um definitely former military um and he's you can tell he's kind of got that uh you know got that mind that military you know hard hard-nosed mindset <laughs> um so Dan will be taking on Alex Riggs, who uh, is two and three now out of Shield Systems. He he beat the aforementioned Robert McCann last time out, and that was his first fight with Shield Systems after he transferred from Warriors Den. So um, you know Alex came to Shield Systems with a one and three record, and now he he's won his first one with them. Now he's two and three, and uh, he's also a blue belt. Uh, trained there with, by Ben Harrison, Scott Holtzman, and the gang. Demir Farabagovic is going to be in his corner, they, it looks like, on this one. Um, so, you know, really, really good training partners for both of these guys uh, when you consider that Bailey's got guys like Nick Gertz and, and those types training with him. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped for this one, man. Uh, this, this is going to be solid. You know, both guys, both gyms are going to want to get that win, and, um, and we should have an all-action uh, co-main event. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Uh Alex Riggs is a tough cat, man. Dan Bowles, uh, Bailey, Dan Bailey. Bailey, yeah, Bailey, Dan Bailey is a very tough cat, and uh, he's he's one and he's one and zero, right, bro? Yeah, one and zero versus two and three. Uh, Riggs has been a pro now for a few years, but he took a couple years off to just train and improve. But the one thing that sticks out to me about Riggs is that is he's got a knockout win over David Lewis, and that's that, and he got that when he was at Warriors Den, and to me, in what was a, a major upset. Mm-hmm. And going to uh, Shield Systems, I think could you know possibly be a, a you know no disrespect, but an upgrade to uh, Alex Riggs right there. I think that's I know pretty good. Game's gonna, yeah, I think that uh, I think that Alex Riggs stand up game is going to be better than Dan's. I think that Dan's ground game is going to be better better than Alex's. So, uh, uh, that's a hell of a fight, man. I'm just, just co-main event for a reason. Uh, let's see what happens. I got to go with. Um, a tough fight for both guys, man. It's a little coin flip. There's another one I can't really give you a uh, give you analysis on. This is a 50-50. This is a uh, you know 50-50% chance for both guys right here. I don't know who's going to win this fight. If it goes to the ground, I got to favor Dan. If it remains standing and, and Alex is able to keep him at bay, then you know you got to you got to take him apart on the feet. Alex Riggs will take it on the feet, but hell, I don't know what's going to happen there. Jeff, any take? I got I got Riggs at two and two. Are you sure that that's um, I may be, hold on, let me look here. No, you okay, you're right. He, he was two and two. He So he was one and two going into the last one. Now he's two yeah. and two. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew he, he's kind of bookend his, you know, the David Lewis uh, debut and then the McCann and then his losses. I mean, they're not bad losses. It's Keith Olsen. Right. Submission to Keith Olsen is not, you know, he's well, in, and Brandon Gator is, you know, uh, very not athletic. an easy uh yeah, very athletic, not an easy, easy out, and and that one went to a decision because that's the thing about Riggs, as as he's durable, he's not, he's not easy to finish. I mean, he's 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 wily, um, and, and like everything that you would say negative about Riggs, you almost have to take back because you want to say, well, Riggs doesn't really have knockout power, but he dropped and flattened, uh, you know, David Lewis, right? Like you know. Like nobody's business, and right. at the time I would have said, "No, Alex Riggs isn't knocking anybody out." Um, uh, and then you know, 
the McCann fight just shows you so much improvement yes. uh, in, in Alex Riggs as, as well. And then that was something you weren't sure had he been with shield systems long enough to really uh, implement their, their way and their teachings and trainings. And, and then for somebody that has seen Alex Riggs since an amateur at, at all his earlier fights, um, you know, you just saw just some crazy confidence and improvement. Um, so while everything tells me go Dan Bailey, I mean, I just don't think you can discount Alex Riggs uh, just, you know, just yet, man. Uh, you know, this is definitely one I'm going to stay out of the prediction uh, element of it and just say, like Greg said, I mean, there's a reason why this is a co-main event, not, you know, at, at the earlier part of this pro side of the card, um, because this could be this could be another fight sleeper fight of the night type uh Type type bout, man. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to see Riggs's crowd back, man. Those dudes were fun as hell last time. Did they wear the cowboy hats. Uh, they yeah, they were the ones over to the right hand side by the locker room. But yeah, lots of cowboy hats. Lots of uh, after the show was over and we're tearing down. I mean, those were the cats. If you remember, man, they they just kept swarming me and you, Tim. Uh, just you know, when's the next one? When's the next? You know, oh yeah. And we were mentioning that we were mentioning cities. Put them on. We'll be there. You know, <laughs> they were ready to travel and follow. They they were booking him fights that he didn't even know about. You know, <laughs> a month just for the next month. So, it, it, man, I think that'll be fun, man. It, and and if Bailey can, you know, bring a crowd and you know, I don't know how his ticket sales are so far or what they will be, but if he even remotely brings a crowd that uh, can compare or go up against Riggs's crowd, that could be a loud, exciting, fun co-main event. Main event time, Justin. All right, for the last one of the evening, we have lightweights, 155 pounds, Corey Delaney, two and three out of Team Chaos in Columbus, Ohio, taking on Weston Wilson. 11 and 6 out of Upstate Karate in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Man, I'm pretty stoked for this one. Uh, for the main event, uh, Corey Delaney. We've not got to see him fight in our cage before, but we've seen him at, sh- at lots of shows. He's he's always in the corner of these Team Chaos guys. So, you know, the 170 amateur champ, Samaj Portis, Josh Delgadillo, those guys, uh, you've seen him in the corner. He's come out and helped do the Hydra Cup with them on the quartet. Very athletic, to say the least. Uh, 31 years old, 5'8". Um, he's got some professional boxing uh, in his uh, in his back pocket as well. Comes into this one though at two and three. That said, on has fought on some fairly high level shows like Titan FC and Cage Fury. So uh, definitely going to be coming into this one confident. Every time uh, we see him at the shows, it's like you know when are we going to get me on? So I'm excited to get him on here. Uh, trains with Samaj Portis, Delgadillo, Jaleel Portis, and those guys. Uh, from Team Chaos up in Ohio under Coach Frank Leslie. And then, uh, of course, uh, his opponent, uh, Weston Wilson, guy that we know well. Uh, Weston has uh, has fought uh, in the Valor Cage before and uh, is very uh, uh, very in, in, ingrained in our, uh, our pay-per-view uh, model, if you will, as he's the owner at Combat Cast. He is uh, six foot one, so he's a super tall guy at 145, 55. This fight will be at 55, but he makes 45, 32 years old, out of upstate karate there in South Carolina, training with Wonder Boy, Coach Ray Thompson, all those guys. Um, you know, have, he's a transplant from Utah, uh, where uh, he's grappling background. So he, he moved out here to uh, to upstate karate to improve on his striking. And uh, and has really uh, and really has improved his striking a lot. Eleven and six, he is coming into this fight. Purple belt and BJJ, uh, just coming off a win on that uh, that absolute MMA show, or the, I'm sorry, that ex MMA show they had over in Greenville, where he got a win over a guy from Myrtle Beach. Um, so uh, this will be an interesting one. These guys have very different builds. Weston uh, coming in at six foot one to the five foot eight uh delaney he'll have a five inch uh height advantage here in this one but uh, uh cory delaney very fast in athleticism to, to maybe make up for that uh we'll go to uh we'll go to jeff yeah excited for the main event excited to see weston uh fight uh his last fight for us tim did that was the that was the no-show guy, wasn't it? Well, he showed, but then he said he fucked his ankle up. He hurt his ankle in the back. It was Keenan Raymond. He said he couldn't fight because he fucked his ankle up in the back. It was a big oh, mess. Yes, okay. Yes, I knew it was a mess, yeah. um, but I thought it was a no-show. But I, you almost would rather it have been a no-show than – Oh, I know. I'm in the back. 
Yeah, then I'm on deck, but uh, of, you know, I'm not coming out. Warm I, know, I know you already bought yeah. my hotel and shit. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Weston's crowd is all lathered up and ready yeah. to fucking cheer. And it's the tickets he sold. Yeah, I remember it was a debacle. Um, so I'm excited that Weston gets to uh, you know compete uh, in in the Valor Cage uh, again uh, after that happening. Um, like you said, Weston, uh, Weston causes problems for people with his height, man. Um, his length, uh, his, his height, uh, he's a, he's a squirrely guy, man. And his confidence level here lately has really gone through the roof too. Yeah. Um, you know, with his, with his gym and his camp and his training partners, um, just talking to him in Chattanooga, um, just super uber confidence right now with, with Weston. He's, he's, he's feeling where he's at right now in his, in his training in his in his game and he's got a big record man that's that's a lot of fights um you know when you when you're getting to that point where you're about to reach uh, 20 fights here soon uh it's a lot of experience um but that's the team chaos man they have kind of just come in the last two to three months and ran rough shot through the valor uh ranks man like they are upset in the apple cart and in, in, in some cases and, and just uh uh Coming in as these, uh, you know, cowboys out of town and 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 upsetting the hometown guys and uh, and and gaining a lot of fans. Uh, I know they're definitely gaining them with with us on the panel, and you know that work with Valor. Um, so it, it's hard to say. And with that big game experience too, like you said, those Titan fights. Uh, this this could be a very evenly matched fight. Uh, I, I'm excited. I, I've learned to stop doubting. And betting against uh, anybody from Team Chaos—that's for sure. <laughs> lately, until until something you know changes or or, or the, the world balances back out or something. So uh, I don't know, man. But I'm I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to say if I if I had to put my if I had to put Greg's money on it, um, I would <laughs> put it on Weston. I'd put it on Weston uh, right now. I just feel like his confidence is super high, and I think he causes I think he poses uh, awkward problems. You know. Uh, for his opponent on Friday night. Greg, final take. Uh, yeah, if I was going to put my money on it too, I would also put my money on West and Wilson right there because, like you said, Tim, every time he, every time we have a show, he's there. He's coming up. Hey, man, get me on there. Get me on. I'm sure he's in your inbox heavily. Uh, I know he's been getting ready for a fight, not for the last, like, you know, uh, five weeks. He's been getting ready for a fight for the last year or so. He's been getting ready. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, – I mean, I know this is the main event for a reason. It's going to be a hell of a fucking fight right here. But – I, I just uh, call me biased, but I'm just sitting here looking at Weston Wilson, and I know he's building himself, and he's doing he's he's, he's not building for square one. This kid, uh, uh, I don't know, man. He's just uh, he's just a little phenom. I'm excited to see this fight right here, uh, and you know, and a lot of people like to see an upset too. So I wouldn't doubt it if we uh, if we if we did see when you never really know when these uh, when these guys. Are, I mean, I'm, I bet, like you said, if I'm willing to bet, I got to bet on uh, bet on Wilson here. No doubt. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think, you know, they've come in as underdogs before, but I don't think I can recall any situation, even in some losses where those chaos guys have not had a pretty good showing at the very least. So uh, I'm excited for it as well. Uh, Justin, uh, that's the last uh, take on it. But I guess as a judge, you can't say too much. You can let us know what you're excited for. What's your pick for fight of the night out there? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Robbie Ring come back. Uh, he definitely impressed me last time I saw him. Um, I like the Dan Bailey and Alex Riggs fight. I think that's going to be super competitive, and uh, both those guys are really tough. So uh, I imagine I'll be, be having to do some work on that one. Um, and, man, I'm really looking forward to the uh, first bout of the evening, the tag team jiu-jitsu match. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just excited watching things like this evolve and um, seeing new new things play out. So, I think this will probably be, like I said earlier, probably the best, uh, you know, the best um, tactical approach we've seen so far. Because every time, you know, teams are able to pick up from from other teams and um, both these both these teams, I think, you know, are training a lot together and and probably uh, trying to put some of those techniques into play. That will do it for our rundown for Valor 87. Again, it goes all down this Friday night, September the, the September the 3rd from the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. 
Tickets available at fighterticks with an X.com. You can watch the pay-per-view um, at combatcast.tv um, on this Friday night. And uh, before we go, uh, a little a little quick note. This uh, this will be our, our last episode for, for a while as uh, uh, the ownership for, for Valor has uh, decided to take a hiatus at least through the rest of 2021, we are told. So uh, that will... Uh, put us on hold here at the Valor Hour anyway, uh, as far as our podcast goes, but uh, not to leave you guys uh, hanging out there for the rest of the year without any action. Uh, we've got some things cooking. Uh, Jeff Hobbs and I uh, will will be doing some shows in the interim to kind of kind of keep everybody's plate full, if you will. Uh, we'll have a lot more information on that in uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, watch out uh, for uh, for some some other uh, some other social media accounts dropping. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to you want to add there? I not really, man. Like I said, I mean uh, the, the the main thing that you know we want everybody to know is is that uh, you know we're we're doing this just you know we're doing this for you guys. Um, you know, a lot of us you know, do this on the side. Some of us do this for, for a living. And, uh, you know, um, this is for everyone. This is for those of us who, who do this to help pay some of the bills, but this is for you guys. So, you know, we, we've spent a long time working, uh, you know, with Valor and for Valor and love every minute that we get to do that. Um, but you know, it was just hard for us to tell you guys, Hey, uh, we're taking the next three to four months off. Um, so, you know, with the uh, with with everyone's blessing, you know, we we're going to do this and we're going to have fun doing it, and uh, uh, we're going to keep everybody busy. We're going to keep everybody fighting. Uh, so, you know, don't trip just because you know things are are changing a little bit. Um, you know, everything's good. Everything's all good, and and uh, we're going to have some fun the rest of the quarter. You know, we're just going to keep everybody working. Going to keep everybody busy, and uh, you know, have some have a blast doing it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, for my co-host Justin Watson, our panelists Jeff Hobbs and Greg Hopkins. Uh, Till next time, whenever that shall be, who knows? Uh, but keep an eye out. Uh, I'm your host Tim Boy signing off for the Valor Hour. <laughs> <laughs>